Welcome to the Compiled Podcast. This is a podcast when two programmers talk about anything and everything. My name is Nick Wu, and I'll be the host of this podcast. This week, we are joined by Alex, who's also based in London, and a close friend of mine、uh, from university. And、uh, Alex, why don't you give us a short intro about yourself? Ah,、uh, yeah. So I mean, I'm from Scotland. I went to Edinburgh with Nick, like he said. Um, and did undergrad in computer science, and I'm now starting my full time software engineering role in two days' time in London. So I'm quite excited. Oh yeah, I didn't realize. Oh yeah, that, yeah, it was it was a, <laughs> in in couple days. Yeah, how yeah. do you feel about that?、Uh, I mean, I'm quite excited to be honest. Like, I'm sure like maybe nerves or something will hit me on the day, but I mean, I think. There's like kind of like an intro period anyway, where you'll get to meet everybody and like the technology stack. So I mean, it'll be like I think I don't think it'll be too difficult to begin with. I think it'll be fun. Okay.、Um, I think the last time we spoke, you were、uh, thinking about adding some stuff into your wardrobe, right? <laughs> for for work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, I went and got like a whole bunch of、um, like shirts,、uh, kind of like more formal trousers, like chinos. Be really not really that formal to us, just chinos, but. I wanted something like you know somewhat、uh, business casual to wear to work. I didn't want to kind of just、um, wear what I'd wear in and out of uni every day. I don't think that would kind of like fly as well in the office. So、mm. yeah,、uh, yeah. I mean, I always wear just t-shirts and everything. Yeah. So,、uh... They told me that that was appropriate, but I feel like、um, they have like a client-facing side、um, or a client-facing like department as well.、Mm-hmm. So I feel like for the first like week or something, I should make an effort to look smart just in case I'm ever like. Mm. If I've ever meet somebody in there, you know, you wouldn't want a client to come in and there's a guy in a suit talking to a guy in like t-shirt <laughs> and jeans. So I feel like just for the first week until I settle in, I'll yeah, make more effort for sure. That's a good point. I'll probably、uh, buy some more clothes for myself as well because、uh, I'm I'm starting in about three weeks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. You've still got some time. Yeah, yeah.、Uh, cool.、Um, yeah. So.、Uh, That being said, we're going to move down to the speed run. This is the、uh, section where we ask a series of questions,、uh, short questions to our guests, so then you know the audience can know a bit, a little bit about you, and and it sort of identifies you,、uh, where where sort of your niche is in terms of uh, uh, as a programmer. Cool.、Uh, there are six questions.、Uh, I'm just going to fire them off to you.、Uh, are you ready? Yep. Cool. Um. So here we go. Question one: favorite,、uh, most favorite programming language. Um. Probably C plus plus or、why? JavaScript, TypeScript. Uh. I'm. I really like、uh, strongly typed languages, and、mm-hmm. um, which kind of does goes against when I say I like <laughs> JavaScript. But that's why I kind of like. I like JavaScript using TypeScript, but um. I like I like C plus plus specifically because it's strongly typed and because you have so much control. Whatever thing you're doing,、mm-hmm. um, so in a sense, maybe it's not actually C plus plus I like, but more like C、um, or like really old C plus plus because a lot of、um, the work I did at uni was kind of related to using really low level languages、mm. to kind of understand hardware. So、yeah. that was that's why I maybe like C plus plus more than like say something like Java or Python where you can like build、um, services or products quicker. Cool.、Um, in case our audience, well. Well, this probably won't know.、Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about your、um, your university, your final project, so your honors project, which I think is based on a very low level cache、yeah. uh, performance. Yeah,、oh. yeah, basic. Yeah, exactly that. Actually, so I mean,
um, like Intel are kind of like doing this, um, they're kind of like releasing this processor and I believe it's um, a very early stage implementation of eventually what will become an Intel graphics card. Mm -hmm. And so it's got like loads of cores, um, but unlike um, NVIDIA, like you don't have to, you don't need a special language to program on it. You can use C++, C or Fortran. Uh-huh. Uh, and so anyway, it's like like any modern processor, it's like really complicated the way the cache um, and the memory system works. So it had like this complex memory system uh, on it. Basically, it had kind of like its own inline uh, like RAM in a sense on chip. Mm. And then also just loads of caches and loads of cores. And so I was kind of testing and timing and measuring mm. how long it takes to access a single piece of data, a single cache line in different areas of the chip from different cores. Mm. Uh, and also like how much um, memory, what the, mem the bandwidth of the memory was. So for example, how much data you could pull in, in like one access in a sense. Yeah. Uh, using like vector instructions and stuff like that so it was kind of it was all it was like to be honest i didn't really get um results that were like super factual or concrete uh, a lot of my actual write-up was about the process mm -hmm. and discoveries made along the way it wasn't like i was like oh i, d I did all these measurements and these were my results it was like i did these measurements i ran into these problems because there were so many problems mm -hmm. because everything that's going you don't you never really know what's going on in your processor like but the whole point is that it's proprietary and that's why there's you know intel and amd have their own ones um and so it seems like you know you might think you're doing something and then like you know five weeks before the dissertation is due you you read something somewhere completely <laughs> unrelated to something you did ages ago and you're like oh gosh that's like you know that changes all my results and then you make like one or two line change to your test suite or your code base and then you just i mean not like it takes a long time to run them all again but like you never really know when you're done because you, you know there's stuff you got to account for like out of order execution prefetching, and like stuff to do with like the the tlb and everything like that so it was kind of really complicated um and so using like i guess this is just to link this back to the quick fire question um that's kind of like why i like the low level languages because they almost came like they were such a they were such an important part of that process. Like the theory of timing something is easy, but to understand the language and what what it compiles down to and stuff like that was so important. And so I guess yeah, I had to, I had to love it. I had to love it. Otherwise, I wouldn't have been able to do my project. <laughs> I think it, it draws a fair comparison to um to microbiologists when they look into the microscope, as in um, yeah. how things actually work um in a, in a lower scale or in a more um, it's a more detailed uh, context. Yeah. And yeah, so for for people like me who are obviously just looking at like cats and dogs uh, in, in normal scale, uh, we don't yeah. particularly go into that much detail. And in fact, C is probably my least favorite. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I remember you, told, you, remember you said yeah. that. Yeah. So which leads to my second question. What's your least favorite uh, programming language? So it hundred percent when I started uni, I absolutely hated Python. I hated that uh, the indentation mattered so much mm. um, for like for loops and mm. stuff. But and this is kind of maybe we'll get onto this later uh, in terms of preparing for jobs and stuff like that. Um, I actually like le really learned to love Python because it's really got a place, mm. um, at least for me, for like 
putting stuff together quickly because it's really easy to implement stuff and it supports like a lot of what you would call, I don't know like you know like sorting or like iterating stuff like that is like super easy and because it's untyped yeah. uh, or weakly typed you don't have to um you don't really have to it's not like you don't have to write really ver- verbose syntax mm-hmm. so it used to be python right now um i'm not sure maybe yeah i don't know maybe like c sharp or java to be honest i don't know i mean like i don't really hate any program language i think i think they've all got a place somewhere but i guess i guess i'd still go for python because i really just don't like the indentation mm. and i'm a fan of strongly typed languages so i'll I'll still stick with python yeah. but i definitely don't dislike it as much as I yeah used to. i found in the past few episodes um you know people's fa- uh, people's least favorite is usually not it's. I think it's more down to a personal uh, touch and feel kind of type. It's like it's like yeah. when you don't like a um, a car, and you know it's really it's hard to articulate, but it's like it doesn't feel quite right to to yeah, use it yeah. in, in, and, uh, in certain ways, right? Yeah, and actually, like I remember, I watched your last podcast. I probably changed my mind and go with PHP. Actually, the same as the last mm. guy. I really don't. I like, and it's actually funny. Like when he was talking about it. I could really relate to. I just don't like what the syntax looks yeah. like, uh, and I don't know if it's because I was too lazy to learn PHP frameworks, or actually I did. I think I used like Laravel, Laravel. Yeah. yeah, very briefly. But even still, like I find my code like so messy, and like um, I don't know. I didn't mm. like. I didn't like that, or maybe like CSS would be another language I don't like. That's, oh, that's if that counts as a language, then C- CSS or PHP I think mm. would be my answer because yeah. they're both messy. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, this could be a good tie into the last uh, episode where uh, where John came in. John has a very long history um, and experience in web, so he has yeah. deep deep hate for PHP. Uh, <laughs> and essentially, yeah. I think he's a TypeScript guy as well. So Is uh, yeah. he introduced the Angular TypeScript uh, framework to me, which I didn't nice. get to adapt uh adopt to all because i i use dart so uh, yeah I, know, I, I, darts, I think dart's really nice as well not that i have that much experience but dart is really nice as well so it's kind of yeah yeah cool uh okay let's move on to operating system windows mac os and linux i think you've used each one of these uh I've, yeah i've used them all <laughs> i mean i grew up almost entirely on windows and then uh, I stayed with Windows because I played games, mm. and then at uni, um, I think after so before third year, I got a Mac after my first internship, uh, and like I always actually no that's not true I had a Mac, I think after first year in uni I bought so in like two thousand and thirteen fourteen I bought the two thousand and eight MacBook not even MacBook Pro it was like the first the, metal the fake MacBook one that, yeah the fake one where the, you can the, stick yeah, the CD in. Yeah, yeah, and like that thing sounds like it's like an airplane going along the runway when you like open it up in a lecture. So like I never used it in lectures, but it had the Unix command line, mm-hmm. and uh, I I think at the time I bought it, it was on Yosemite, and so they'd done like a whole bunch of performance improvements for Safari, and so Safari was like enough. I just used Safari and then the terminal for like all my work basically, mm-hmm. uh, and then I think like a text editor or something at the time. But that was like more than enough for my work, and then but then after my internship, I could afford like one of the new, twenty seventeen MacBook Pros, and so I used that. Um, but then for my dissertation, I used a lot of um, Linux um, because I can't because I was doing tests with hardware. I wanted to like 
test my results mm. or test my tests even on different hardware mm-hmm. so running it for example on like the test um the test chip that i was supposed to be benchmarking yeah. was one system then i tried on my laptop and then i had my desktop so I, on my desktop i i mean i've actually always had linux on my desktop but i would never really use it um because i had my laptop so um yeah. I, I i guess my favorite is still mac but mac mac and then linux or unix based there's a tight draw between uh between mac os and linux yeah i mean, I mean they... mac is just like it's like user you so user friendly mm. but then you get the benefits for like in development and stuff like that like you got the command line it's easy like it's it's a familiar environment given that we use linux on the school machines yep. basically yeah exactly um cool uh let's move on to this this might have been yeah this question really doesn't uh doesn't uh repeat well in today uh, today's audience what's your take on spaces versus tabs uh so <laughs> i actually had like there's a funny story to like i had i got asked this question when i was in the apple store getting my macbook r- repaired the guy that was um serving me was okay. a cs student and he was like he was asking me like oh like what do you what are you a student and i was like yeah yeah computer science and he was like oh me too and he was like the first thing he asked me was tabs or spaces and I actually like I actually don't even have an answer because I always I just leave always it to, used to press yeah. I always used to press tabs in IDEs, mm-hmm. but I'm pretty sure it was populating spaces because I'm and but then when I had to use Python, I was like, mm. these tabs are screwing up my whole program. <laughs> so I switched to like pressing spacebar four times. And then when I started using Vim, space spacebar four times as well. But now that I use IDEs, again, I'm pressing tab. But I'm pretty sure it's all just spaces. I'm pretty sure whenever I press tab, it's getting converted to spaces. Oh, okay. So is the que- is the question tabs or spaces? Is that asking do you press spacebar or do you press tab? Do you or press tab asking, or do you press spaces? Yeah. I mean, so I press. I've done a bit bit of both. It depends what I'm working with, mm-hmm. I guess. But I, if I had to choose one, I go. I guess I go for tabs. That's a that's a yeah very well answer to not make any. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> from what do you use? <laughs> Uh, I prefer to not say. <laughs> ah, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think I've um, in terms of using what key, I've always used the tab key because it's easier yeah. to to reach with with the pinky. Yeah, exactly. And, uh, and it's one like, one press, right? It's one press versus two or four on the spacebar. Yeah, so. and also I think nowadays um, uh, a lot of the IDEs does the uh formatting for you. So yeah. when you press enter, it will know where to indent it to for you in the next line so yeah. you don't True. necessarily have to worry about um that so uh no matter where you are in the uh in this fight uh do not be do not hate me because i i've not <laughs> i've no bones in this fight yeah uh cool uh and then next question is um favorite ide i think this is a bit of a redundant one uh do you have a favorite ide yeah i mean like um Probably um, Visual Studio Code or Vim, yeah. Mm. Oh, you use Vim? Like I, I had to use Vim for my whole project, so I was, or I didn't really have to, but I chose to because I was SSHing into machines. So uh, using okay. Vim was really Vim or yeah. Na- Vim or Nano, Nano, <laughs> <like> that, yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I when you say you use Vim, I was thinking more like a I don't, like a pro. I, 
No, like a pro win user with, no, no. with like lots of config and everything. Oh, no, but... I don't. No, I don't. Don't have that. Like to be honest, most of my usage of Vim was writing stuff down in like Visual Studio Code and then copying it and pasting it into Vim and then doing Escape colon WQ. Ah. That was that was most of my usage. But I did end up. I learned some of the shortcuts for like deleting words or deleting lines, like yeah. little things like that, just so I could get by. But I'm definitely not a pro user. But I, I like mm-hmm. it because I like, I I, I kind of like have a sort of like an appreciation for anything on the command line i think it all looks kind of cool so i, I like it for that but i, I don't yeah. i'm not i'm not a pro of it in any by any means yeah i've i've not used them that uh, that much uh just editing uh um uh, website config or yeah. stuff like that but yeah i've i've seen like pro users uh when yeah, i was working insane. and it's just it's just amazing watching them work. It's so cool. Uh, I know. I wish I was yeah. that good. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Next question. Uh, favorite TV show? I I honestly I don't watch any TV whatsoever. Um, uh, I I oh sorry. This is this is the old version of the question. Favorite like show in general that includes um, internet shows. I know you watch on YouTube. I think it's it's Coding Tech. I always forget the name, but I watch them sometimes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Other than that, like this, the the stuff that I always watch is mainly like Dota two videos. To be honest, ah uh, okay, so yeah. like gaming, yeah, uh, like yeah, you sh- but like I don't really watch or play games that much at all anymore. But do- I I always watch like Dota two, and there's like a big tournament going on this weekend, so I've been watching that. Yeah, I I thought I like started to to um to enjoy watching other people play right now. Yeah, like it's yeah. not. It's not to me. It's not really about the what happens in the game. It's more like just if you find a um a YouTuber or a gamer you like, it's more like just looking at their reactions yeah. when things happen. And yeah, exactly. Yeah, and you know what? It's actually so much less stressful than actually playing the game because you yeah, like, exactly. Cause you're not you're not pressured to not yeah. make a mistake or make the right play. You know. <laughs> yeah. If anything, you're hoping. That they do, they don't go well, and then you get to see whatever yeah. reaction they throw out to yeah, see no. their saltiness. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, last question. Uh, what's your dream job? Um, I know the previous podcast you said it could be anything; it doesn't have to be tech. Um, no, it doesn't. I I probably say I I actually really like tech, and I find it quite fulfilling, or like programming and software development. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, like, it's really cliche to see want to be an actor or something. I don't think I actually, not that I would want to be an actor, but like, I guess, um, it would be cool to start my own my own company or like, um, like see a business idea through from start to finish oh, that, okay. I, that I really believed in. That would be cool, even if I wasn't like a main developer. That would, that would be nice, or 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 I'd love to be like a a tech lead for a business idea, but I don't think i have the experience that would allow me to do it yet like i don't i don't have the tools but that would be no really not fun, yet I think. not yet but you know not yet no yeah yeah we've got we've got more we've got years time, to come yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah cool uh so that is our speed run i hope our audience get to know you a bit more now uh hopefully um yeah. let's move down to our main topic which is uh getting your first developer job i think this will be a bit more um a bit more useful than the um than the last two episodes where we just talk about like what you should do on the side this actually ties into your actual career as a developer yeah um cool so before we get into the tips and all the uh uh all the uh you know little tricks that we use 
Uh, as what don't you tell us a bit about your first development job? I think it was an internship, right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. So I mean, first and second year of uni, I didn't really have. Um, I didn't honestly, I didn't think at all about internships. It didn't didn't really even. I mean, it crossed my mind, but I never. I thought, oh, internships are what you get like at the end of uni. I shouldn't be thinking about it now, which I think was um both right and wrong. Um. Mm. but um yeah my first job was an internship after third year so I think during my third year of uni I really started enjoying all my courses more and I felt like yeah like this summer I'm gonna get paid work doing something that I find interesting I spent I remember I spent so long um applying for loads of internships and to be honest I don't know if my CV was bad or what but I I tend to not really get that that many um replies and if I did I would maybe have like one or two interviews and like the process would be dragged out over a very long time and I maybe wouldn't get it. Uh, and then this one company that I did work for, which was actually a really nice company to work for, was called Cal. And they, uh, I actually failed the, or not failed, but I wait, didn't wait, get wait. the... Cal as in the animal? Uh, like K-A-L. Oh, K-A-L. Okay. I thought it was Cal, yeah. like a, the oh, animal. Oh, Cal. No, 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 no. <laughs> okay. No, uh, <laughs> Sorry, go <yeah. laughs> And yeah, and then so I, I didn't I didn't make it past like the final stage uh, of the process or they picked somebody else over me. And then I think about maybe, I don't know, maybe a couple of months before the end of semester, um, they emailed me again saying that one of their other um, interns had fallen through and that would I still like to, to intern. And I was like, yeah, of course, like, of course I'd love to. And so um, I ended up getting an intern there. Um, and I think that was probably very important in helping me decide what it is that I do or do not want to do mm-hmm. um and uh I mean I can talk about like do you think I should talk do you want me to talk about like um how it was relevant to getting my first job or just what my uh, experience was like in my internship yeah what sure you can- so you did that internship in your third year which is a yeah. year the summer before your uh, graduation. Yeah, so la- literally last year. Okay, yeah. and uh, yeah, literally last year. And then after the internship, I presume you started uh, uh, doing job hunting for, for yeah. full-time. So why don't yeah, you tell so us a bit about that? My internship actually went really well, mm-hmm. and they offered me um, a returning offer. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing that I was from Edinburgh mm-hmm. and uh, had stud- went to school and then studied at university all through Ed- in Edinburgh my whole life, I was like, I'm not sure if I want to like start my career here. I feel like I really need to get out and live somewhere else. And so, although like I, I like I enjoyed what I was doing and like uh, it was fulfilling and the people were really nice to work with, um, I kind of just said like, can I get back to you later on the offer, basically? Uh, and uh, I went on to uni and so I started applying. Went to uni and I probably started applying for jobs straight away at the start of the academic year before you know, the project and stuff started getting oh, yeah. in the way. Yeah. And uh, there was, like, one company uh, that I applied for and, like, I said, like, look, I appreciate it. It's, like, a year away or almost a year away until I would be starting employment, but I'm going to be graduating. I'm really interested in a job at this company. Um, Like, would you be... um would you be willing to, like, take a CV or whatnot? And they said, like... They were kind of really wishy-washy about it. They didn't really get back to me. They did, they did get back to me. And they said, like, yeah um i'm not the recruiting person from hr i'll get them to email you and then like a month later they emailed me asking me if i'm interested in in doing part-time and i was like not really like i've got um i've got a lot i've got my projects and stuff to do this year but i'd be really interested once i graduate 
and they they never even replied to me after that so i i kind of i kind of wrote them off <laughs> i obviously applied to like like all the big companies like facebook google and all that and i had i don't know I, f- I felt like I'd applied for the wrong job. I applied for a job at Facebook and I got the automatic coding test. Uh-huh. And it wasn't a, like an automatic coding test at all. It was like a quiz on the Unix command line, but specifically to do with networking. So oh, how okay. to like sniff packets and stuff like that mm. and, and TCP and stuff. And I, I was like, I don't know how to do any of this. And this, like, they, they acknowledged, they said, although it would be possible to Google the answers for these questions, you shouldn't because if you can't get past this stage you won't get past the next so i was like well i'm just not, i'm not going to google it i'm not going to like kid myself on right mm. and so i didn't make it past that stage which i was kind of like disappointed about but at the same time it felt like gosh if that's what like the first stage of the interview process is like i wouldn't want to like make it further and embarrass myself or like just like get down about it so mm-hmm. I, I was like i was kind of like okay i'll take that in my stride and then i applied for like a couple of other i mean i applied for loads of places but a couple of other places that stand out um one of them gave me like a take-home assignment and it was um to write a pro there was like no there was it was a very loose specification it just said like write a program for um recommending events to go to so there'd be a database full of events okay so it's more um, practical than yeah exactly and it said like it should only take you like two to three hours at most and it said like you know write something that will recommend events based on your location like your distance from them so i thought like oh this coding test is testing like your knowledge of like algorithms and data structures as to how you will efficiently you know Mm. go through um a a data set and determine which pieces of data are of interest so i wrote like a kind of like a wee command line application that would just list the events uh which were closest to you and then like kind of plot them on like this crudely drawn like uh, 2d grid Mm -hmm. Uh, and so I submit that and I didn't hear from them for like ages and then they finally got back to me like months later mm. and they were really their their feedback was really terrible I thought um they kind of said they kind of like I actually think the first thing they said to me was like we felt like you didn't really put any effort into it and I was like oh you told man, me to do like a two, I was like you, you told me to do a two or three hour assignment and I probably spent like three or four hours on it and like I didn't really ex- I was like oh I'm like sorry to hear that what did you what were you like expecting and they were like oh well you know other applicants like put together like a web app where you could like visualize it on google maps and stuff like that and I was like oh my god like I was like okay well fair enough like that's that's a lot better than what I did but like I, I just couldn't have done that in two, two to three hours like that that's I'm sorry and that was that was kind of like the end of it with them so that that was kind of disappointing and then in terms of like i applied for loads of places mm-hmm. um but i feel like the i don't know what we'll, i think we'll get onto it and discuss it more but like i feel like the whole interview process is kind of um it's not it's not perfect but i don't know really if there's any anything better that can be done about it like i don't know you you, you applied for a few places as well didn't yeah. you um uh yeah i remember you told me you applied, applied to improbable mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah. my my uh, uh before I go into the full time stuff, um, I started doing internships uh very early. So once I started uh university, I started thinking about uh that mostly because I had nothing planned for the summer. I didn't mm-hmm. want to travel too much. Um, so but I still you know if my mom and dad's uh, listening you know I love you all but you know it's 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 just a hassle to travel for me um so I started doing um um 
uh, doing applications to for internships in my first year, which isn't quite as popular uh, among among yeah. all of us. And sure enough, I got turned down. Uh, I believe eleven times, uh, quite harshly actually. Uh, some of, some of the some of the replies I've got are are not yeah as you said they don't really cheat you well, uh, all the time. Yeah, it's kind of and yeah. um, so come February of of my first year, I was pretty desperate and I was like, um, probably won't happen since most of the um internship positions are not uh, already uh gone. Um, yeah. I had so I was I was uh, whining uh, to a friend the other day, and she she was happening to be applying to Google uh, for a full time position because uh, she she's like a couple of years older than me, so she gave me an email for uh, to a recruiter uh, who I contacted and uh, put up, and then they put up a uh, a interview just to um, to just uh, just interview. And um, what I did was I basically ditched uni for about a month. Uh, I think you oh, wow. didn't know me that well at the time. I, I I didn't know you. I mean, I think I knew Jasper. Yeah. So if you ask uh, Jasper, first year, but I didn't know yeah, you. Yeah. If you ask Jasper, yeah. he'll know. There's about a month when I disappeared from everybody's life. Uh, <laughs> locked myself in my in my dorm cell, dorm room, not cell. Um, and, and just really uh putting a lot of effort in uh prepping for the interview and uh yeah i was lucky enough to pass it and get an interview i got an internship uh with google in my first year and yeah that's really impressive yeah, and after that um they've always uh they've always uh given me uh return offers for further interviews and lucky enough yeah. uh, for a full-time position which i will be starting in three months uh three weeks um and to the improbable stuff, uh, so improbable is a different uh, story. Um, I started applying for mm-hmm. full-time jobs because I wasn't hearing from Google um, last year, last September. Uh, yeah. uh, I wasn't hearing from them just yet. So I thought maybe I need to apply for other places as well. So I did uh, yeah. So I did a bunch of other uh, companies, most of, most of whom uh, uh, didn't quite get back to me or didn't get back in time. Uh, the one that that I had constant um contact with uh was improbable a startup based in London, and uh, yeah. they actually uh they actually uh sponsored me to come to London for a full day of uh on site interview which was probably the hardest day of my life, and um <laughs> yeah and after that uh I was able I was lucky enough to get an offer from them as well, uh but uh at the time. So I had two standing offers and I sort of weighed them back and forth and talked to a couple of friends. Uh, finally decided to, uh, at this moment, it would be better to stay with Google and we'll see mm-hmm. uh, if things change in a couple of years. So, uh, yeah, that's basically what what my, what the past like four, four years of my life uh, is. Yeah. So um, I think we want to move down to sort of general tips on job hunting, uh, which I think I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll open with this. So uh, I think one of the big biggest tips you can have is, uh, I this I don't know what's the good way to put this, but the 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 way I would put it is just have no shame, uh, to yeah. to uh apply to literally anything like this. I had no, I totally yeah, agree, I had yeah. no clue about 
uh, when I was turned down in my first year for like even for like a software company in Edinburgh, which was about like twelve people, and I thought you know I'm not gonna <laughs> I'm probably just not good enough for any jobs. Uh, yeah. So then when I was applying for Google, I was thought I was thinking this must have been the joke, and because uh, <laughs> that's literally what it is. I was I was whining, and this person had contact with a uh with a recruiter, and in my mind I was like, yeah, what the hell? I'm already turned down eleven times. Let's make yeah, it a dozen. Like, so <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, yeah. I know. So yeah. I think that resonates with you as well. Uh, that yeah, yeah for sure. A lot of the times you, I th- I think I don't think mm-hmm. um... go ahead. I don't think getting rejected from a job is a big deal whatsoever. Like, I really don't. I think uh, in the moment, it can really feel like, gosh, like, I should have seen that, or how did I not get that in the interview, or why did I say that? I meant mm-hmm. to say this, or how did I forget that I studied for that, or how did I not study for that? Like, there's so many things you could go wrong, and, like, I don't think you should, like, ever, like, beat yourself up about an interview, and that's so much easier said than done in mm-hmm. hindsight. Um and like, not that I was devastated by like interviews that went badly, but I know that there was interviews I had that went um badly, or I felt like I should have performed better. And then you know they kind of like after a week or two they would re- reject me or just not reply at all, and so I was kind of like a bit disheartened. But I really, I don't. Um, I think in hindsight, and it's obviously so much easier to say once you once you've already got a job, yeah, and a good job that you've secured. But like it's really like it's not a personal thing at all I don't think I think there's a lot of people apply for these jobs both qualified and not um and I think yeah you know they have to find some way to like cut people off the first line is obviously your CV I would like not be surprised if my CV for some of my applications was never even seen by a mm. living person it probably went through a parser they looked and they didn't find keywords that were important for the role or something yeah. like that and so it just never got never landed in someone's inbox or never landed on someone's desk and you know what that's fine like they'll get thousands of applications especially the likes of like google and stuff like there's no way they they, they don't have the manpower to get it all Mm -hmm. and this kind of like ties into what i feel like the the process is inevitably flawed like not everybody can get 100 percent attention and 100 percent of the um maybe the effort that or yeah the the trial that they deserve but um, like there, there's no way about it and because of that everybody does apply to every single job which makes the problem <laughs> worse right because not only do companies have hard time dealing with everybody who wants that role specifically for what it is and because of who they are but because they can't handle that these people are like well um, I better broaden my horizons or I better apply for more and I think it's good and bad because it means people get more experience um, interviewing, I think that's like hugely important. I think interviewing is like not something that really ever comes naturally, no. um, and like the, no. the pressures of it. And then I think like you know, there's just this inherent problem where there's never going to be enough manpower. And I, th- I think it's part luck and part, um, I think it's part luck and part experience and just trial and error. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, um, from. From I I think it's different from people from person to person. Brandon was here. Uh, uh, was in this episode. I uh, was not in this episode. In the first episode, yeah. uh, when he was in the process of uh ironing out his final offer, uh, his uh, return offer from Google, and he had this, um, he had this uh interesting fact where, 
he was heard that you know a Google recruiter only will spend about twenty seconds on a CV if yeah, if you if he course, sees yeah. the CV, like there will be countless yeah, yeah, times when you know the application never even made it to a person, as you said. So um, yeah. And I don't no, blame them. No. Like, I, mean, I don't blame them. Their job yeah, will be I mean, hard. The, you know? the fact is, like it is what it is. But what we can do, so what you can do, uh, if you want, if you are in the process of getting a yeah. job, is uh, don't be deterred by the big names and uh, go for it. I mean, yeah, um, yeah, for yeah, sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah. There's what, uh, yeah, like there's no there's not there's nothing you like can't achieve like in a sense like and if you know. People, you know, like it's like you you got you know yourself best. Like you got a job at Google in first year, which is like I I would have I would have literally thought that to be impossible, <laughs> you know, um, given how much experience you would have had at the time. But then you know, like with a bit of um maybe like help or guidance, like you said from your uh your friend who was able to get you mm. in touch with the recruiter, um, to being able to pr- you know study and prove yourself in an interview, um, and for it all to go like well enough. For them to like you you know like it you know it's not impossible and like you know there'll be like not to disrespect you in any way there'll be people who are who, are, who applied for internships in the third year of uni who might have had more practical experience than you'd had in yeah, first definitely. year um and they might have never got they might have never gotten an internship just because either they didn't apply to enough or they just got severely yeah. unlucky you know it's, it's hard it's hard to say i mean like i think um there's definitely people who have like really good cvs um, you know, GitHub profiles and stuff that, um, and they've got a lot of experience. Maybe they've got a lot of experience interviewing, and maybe they've already faced a lot of failures yeah. and know why they fail and how to improve themselves, and they'll do well. And I'm, you know, you can like, there's like a, a subreddit called like CS Careers mm-hmm. or something like that, and like you see people on there all the time saying like talking as if it's like really easy to get a job in CS. Like oh, you just have to write a good CV and you just have to have good personal projects and you just apply and then you just get an interview like they're handing interviews out left right and center but i really like, don't believe that to be the case i think that's people like tooting their own horn in a sense because they've done well and i think it's like refreshing when you see somebody who's in a good a good job like like yourself or like it seemed like your your previous guests like to be like humble about it in a sense because mm. i don't think it is something that everybody just in computer science just like they just walk into it and that's that that's it they've got a job like you know, they do their coursework on their GitHub or something, and then yeah. you know they just send off some mediocre CV, and that's a job. I really don't believe that no, to be I the think case you for do, anybody. Uh, which we'll uh, we'll talk about this in in uh, in a bit. That um, sometimes there are a certain amount of um, hard hard working uh, that you just cannot. I mean, like it's hard to get a job, no matter yeah. what kind of job it is. Yeah. So yeah any any industry yeah yeah. we'll we'll get into that in a bit but before that uh since we mentioned cv uh i think you've had a bit more uh, um tips on this do you have any tips to uh to someone who's um who's applying for jobs and on that on the cv because that's the first thing that um uh, yeah recruiter might see right so i mean like yeah yeah so i mean like my my opinion or advice is by no means like any key to to success in getting an interview oh, no, or anything just like, like that. But in my opinion, in my opinion, I think um on your CV like it sh- like you say, if a Google recruiter is going to be looking at it for mm-hmm. twenty seconds, it should have the most probably relevant information for the role at the top. So if you're applying for like internships or graduate roles, you probably want to put your 
something about your degree at mm. very close to the top. You probably want to put and um, work experience yeah. that's relevant. Uh, I did a lot of reading online about what like what people should put in CVs specifically for like computer science careers. Uh, and if you've got internship experience and stuff like that, um, when you're stating that, people say you should put um, like statistical figures mm-hmm. in like the description of the job. So mm-hmm. don't just say something like, um, "Oh yeah, I worked at you know this company and I used." javascript and html and css to write web apps Mm -hmm. instead people say something like you should say something like um i used you know javascript and css or whatever to um redesign the website in order to you know boost views on the website by some percentage and like that's such a i think you know obviously that makes you look really great If, if a recruiter picks up your cv and they're like oh wow in their last role they boosted something by this percent or improve performance by this percent then obviously you're going to look amazing but i think even still that's quite a hard mm-hmm. hard thing to even get it to even get that information like and as an intern how likely is it that whatever you write will ever see like master branch or the production branch no, right it's, so. it's, it's very um i i think i'll uh I'll, I'll i'll say a few words about this specifically um in terms of yeah. previous um uh, I'm looking at my CV right now, actually. So yeah, in terms same. of uh, um, work ex- previous work experiences, it's hard for you to give um, a uh, a statistical uh, evidence that a few. Uh, that's yeah. what the, that's the way to show impact, right? So if I managed to yeah, get a thousand exactly, installs yeah. uh, because of the this particular feature, uh, or like. Uh, a couple more percentage in retention or something like it's it's um i think it's very hard for intern to to get that sort of statistics yeah so ne- never mind just like um actually create something that could produce those statistics but even still mm-hmm. like how how many like interns do you think go back to their previous employers or at the end of internship say oh yeah you know that that um feature that you pushed of mine like i don't know a month ago or a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. yeah could i just have some statistics on how the website <laughs> traffic has changed since like i don't really believe that like anybody really no. you know maybe there's some people out there who have done like really incredible work on their internships yeah um, but in my experience albeit limited i don't think there's many people get that much exposure in their internships yeah and also so, most employers yeah. wouldn't like these uh, these statistics are i think for some part of it yeah. uh private so uh, yes definitely so yeah even if they even if you know or even if they tell you you don't necessarily can put into your cv so yeah. um i think the yeah so i think one of the solutions that i found uh was um to describe um the work more in detail so like for my internships mm-hmm. uh the internship i did most work i uh i just did a bullet point on um roughly the project because you're not yeah i don't think you can go into that much detail but you can go talk no. vaguely about uh what product it is definitely right because that's publicly searchable uh yeah and also uh just vaguely into what your role is uh in that uh mm-hmm. in that project well probably what um responsibility yeah, you had exactly. as well that's probably quite an important thing to include to show that you're like yeah, exactly mature and can take on take on a task of some reasonable size mm-hmm. you know it's not like you've just thrown together a yeah. html page or something for internal use like if you've and working i think it's probably also a good idea to include information about 
how you um worked with other people on the project not like oh i used git with my colleagues you know say something like um i would i would attend annual or like daily meetings or something mm. to um catch my co-workers up speed i don't know whatever you did um like for example in my internship i was quite lucky that um the work i was doing was kind of like i don't really want to call it r&d because it's not like it was like some like t- super ex- expensive top secret thing but it was like kind of like this product that they were working on in their market that um they kind of wanted me to almost like frankensteins together <laughs> and like take existing software and kind of like like just kind of like bash it together until it worked really um and so like um i kind of like i did it and then i actually got the opportunity to like present my work over like a skype mm-hmm. call um and what the new product would be like and like the this this yeah tasks or the problems it solved um and the opportunities it would give to their uh, customers yep. so i got the opportunity to do that so i thought that was important to include in my cv because you know a lot of people will go to internships and they'll do like programming and like their programming skills will undoubtedly improve but um in terms of like your professional skills it's maybe if you get the opportunity or you applied professional skills i think that's probably important to include as well yeah um, and also your enthusiasm towards your work i think like I think if there's anything that you should put in your CV, it should be like your enthusiasm towards your career. Definitely, yeah. Um, that's yeah. that's what uh, that kind of leads to my point where, you know, uh, in your CV uh, for uh, programming experiences, uh, I think it's definitely okay or even better to put in to uh, put in some of your personal projects, which we talked about in the last two episodes. So yeah. have a listen at that. Uh, um, so for me, I. I did. I had two projects listed in in my CV, which was done uh, either personally or by a uh, through a contract, um, and then those stuff you can actually show some statistics. So for for example, my personal project that I did at UNC, uh, one of the statistics I shown was how many signups we've got and how many. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that yeah. project was a a uh, crowdsourcing tool to uh to label images for machine learning like that's the way to generate the uh the data set for machine learning so uh one yeah. of the statistics you can show is uh, on the in the during the time it has been running for about two weeks we've gathered this amount of um labeled images which can directly be used into in a machine learning library so that's the stuff that um that objectively show that your work has value had an impact yeah um i would say if you have this sort of i mean it this is definitely like not something you will have uh all the time but if you do have it and it's very nice to to definitely include it like you say uh cool let's move down so say your cv gets through the recruiter and you manage to land Mm -hmm. an interview uh I said talked uh before as I talked about before when I did my interview I disappeared from uh from the society uh for a month uh which I yeah. in retrospect wasn't the I don't think it, it is the way to go um so uh before we go into tips do you have a particular routine of um prepping for interviews that you used or uh, is there some sort of schedule you you adopted throughout the years. <laughs> Actually, to be honest, I think I think I did what like I think most people do. Um, 
I studied the company a lot, what their if I could find if they had publicly information about what their product was, um information about what technologies they use, maybe their who their market is, if they have like a mm-hmm. company culture that they are especially proud of. That stuff's mm-hmm. really, really important, I think, going into an interview. Um I think if similarly with your C V if you express um a passion or a deep interest in your career or your career with a specific mm-hmm. company or a specific role, they will be much more interested in you over somebody who's, you know, full marks, everything, best internships possible, mm-hmm. but really doesn't really care where they work. I think you'll get just as much of an opportunity right. as, you know, the top student basically. Um but when I was so when I was a um preparing for interviews i do the i brush up on you know algorithms data structures um bits and pieces that i hadn't done in a while like i'd never really done mm-hmm. that much databases at all um at uni and i kind of gave myself a crash course on it um mm. i think using hacker rank actually um and i gave myself a crash course on it in case it came up in an interview um just kind of like you'll kind of you can kind of maybe tell from the role like if if your company does you know um web apps and services like that um you know brush up on technologies that the web use um in terms of like um maybe like the yeah uh, how they work or the pros and cons of each i don't know um but yeah you definitely need to like you definitely need to do practice on like these whiteboard interview style questions you know where they ask you to like for the to write down you know, pseudocode that will yeah, balance um, a binary tree or something like that. Um, you need to, you need to, you need to do those um, for mm. sure. Like that's you just have to do them. Like they're they're gonna come up at most places. There's places that specifically say they don't do like these whiteboarding um, interview techniques, and that's like a whole different topic as to um, what 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 is a what what how useful is an interview. Uh, and yeah, what kind of that's... interviews are best suited for finding out mm-hmm. talent or how how applicable someone is for a job that's a different topic but you can find if if you if you mm-hmm. if you try those and you find those like i found those really like quite stressful um but at the same time like i was i mm-hmm. i enjoyed kind of like the challenge of it or the understanding at the end of it but if if you're somebody who really does like you, you find those so hard and you feel like the pressure of it's too much there's actually a whole github repo um and it's just a big long markdown file full of companies oh, okay. that hire without whiteboarding practices so if, if you really yeah i had yeah, no idea about that uh, maybe i can find it and you can put it in the description or something but um you, otherwise you really have to brush up on these whiteboarding yeah. problems you know there's like leak code hacker rank there's all these websites you can do them on just you just you just got to do it really like it's it's a bit of a shame but you've just got to do it uh-huh uh, so from that point, I I want to uh extend it a little bit more in terms of um prepping for technical interviews because they are, um the majority of uh, of all yeah. interviews, uh in, in terms of getting a technical job, um so the way this works is, um I've had I've had I've done my uh fair share of interviews before and I've also helped a couple of friends, uh to prep their interview so I actually I actually yeah. have a whole Google Doc of uh, resources and uh, stuff so uh, I won't talk about all of them I will talk about the um, the, uh, the important ones the essential ones um, yeah. definitely first of all you need to brush up your basics that that is um, 
basic algorithms like sorting, uh, traversing, that sort of stuff, and data uh, data structures, trees, yeah. dictionaries, uh, uh, and graphs and whatnot. Uh, so the way, the best way, to, but one of the best resources out there is a open source, uh, open source course. Oh, that's a mouthful. Uh, from MIT, uh, called Introduction to Algorithm. They actually refresh every year to keep up with uh what's happening uh in the industry now. Yeah. So they used to do red back trees, but they don't do it anymore because nobody is gonna ask you to write a red back tree. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and then. Uh, apart from there, it all comes down to actually practicing with these uh structures and algorithms. As you mentioned, lead code is the. I think I've always used lead code. I haven't used Hackerank that much. Uh, to practice. Uh, there's also a website called uh careercup dot com, where you can find a, some of the questions that have been asked uh by people who broke their NDAs. I certainly haven't posted my questions before, so yeah. But it there is a website for it. Uh, some people have posted their questions, so I I never came across yeah, that. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> if you want to have a look, definitely check it out. And also, there's a book um, that's specifically tailored for for this purpose called Crack the Coding Interview. I think that's the book that everybody goes for. Yeah, uh, I ever people saying C like CTCI yeah. is a bible. Yeah, and so stuff so that is the book where. Um, it talk about uh how the process works uh in terms of like what happens and um how like what you should expect at each stage and most importantly it has i think a hundred and fifty or so uh example questions uh ones, with yeah. answers uh in the book so literally these are the questions that have been asked before uh from big tech companies and it's a it's a good practicing material to get the hang of um how like how difficult is it going to be and what sort of what sort of style it is and um yeah so and the best of all is it it comes with answers so you know you can always check yourself uh yeah and i think the answers are good as well like if you get really stuck and you can't work out you can check but i think it's important not just to check and go oh that's how you do it and then move on i think you check and then you go back and Mm -hmm. implement. and also uh for some of the questions they are they are like for solutions, they will have three different algorithms that trade off between space and time. So, uh, uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's something you can uh, sort of further improve yourself on. And also, doing uh, this is important as well, doing a space and time analysis on uh, on algorithms. So once you, like in the interview, sometimes once you've, uh, once you've written the algorithm, the person will ask you, okay, what's the space complexity of this? Uh, what's the time complexity yeah. of this? So being able to analyze uh, an existing algorithm and giving trade off on or maybe like how to implement uh, how to implement a different in a different manner that saves more time that saves more space uh those are something that's really going to lift your uh performance above uh the average uh, uh, that might be a bit arrogant for me to say but uh, yeah. Yeah, so that was the thing I think um, that is vaguely actually um, uh, related to to the jobs because once you started working, you're not going to... It's very rarely you will be working on something from scratch. So what you will be dealing with is the legacy yeah. system code base 
where you need to understand what other people have written uh, before you. Yeah, and it's, yeah. And it's impact. Yeah, and it's impact and yeah. performance. And sometimes the implementation uh, details, you may be able to uh, like spot a, a glitch or a bug somewhere that wasn't noticed. And uh, those are the stuff they uh, that companies really value. So um, being able to analyze uh, code and giving like give different sort of trade off to uh, existing code was also it's also very good. And also this this thing that I found recently called Code Kata, which was founded by the guy who wrote the uh, Pragmatic Programs, which is a diff- uh, also a very great book to read. Uh, so in there, it goes much more into the fundamentals on on programming like uh just like thinking about um uh thinking about different trade-offs thinking about different approaches different trains of thought to uh to a problem yeah so yeah because there's always like more than one almost always more than one solution yes and like that kind of ties into you also need to know like um, or need to have a good enough understanding of like the difference between mm-hmm. um exactly like, you, yeah. you, I forgot what it's called, but like that, you know, you can do like a recursive approach or an iterative approach. Yeah, yeah, so, an iterative approach. That's it. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of need to. I I remember I was fortunate enough to have good friends, and we did some interview prep together. Mm-hmm. And you know, we did a binary tree prep yep. question. Yeah. And it was like, first of all, do it recursively, mm-hmm. and then do it um iteratively. Iteratively, and yeah. like very often, like. The first way will be easier for that specific question, and then the second way will be harder, be it recursion or using uh, iteration. But then there's yeah. also like pros and cons to recursion versus iteration. You need, you should really know that kind of stuff as well. And yeah. although it might be like language specific, uh, when I was interviewing, I think I quite often got asked um, about, for example, in C plus plus, like. I think the difference between a pointer and a reference and oh. stuff like that. That's quite that's quite language specific, but yeah. you might if you're replying with, you know, you've written you've got C plus plus as like your most used language. Oh yeah, then you probably want to know that because mm-hmm. they if they see it as your most used language, to make sure you're not, you know, yeah telling lies, they might ask you language specific things. Mm-hmm. So no if you're gonna put something as a language you know well you should probably know it well. Yeah. Also, yeah, that kind of leads to the point where um, you should go into the details of the language and the, and the libraries yeah. that you work. Uh, also, like the little um, particularities in the languages. Like, so I remember... Yeah, the intricacies of it. Yeah, yeah, so a good example was when I was doing interview prep, uh, when, I was in, when I was still in Google, so we had... There's this other guy with me and also a full-time employee that was doing mock interviews uh, for us. And I remember one time I was shadowing him and he was trying to use a... He was in, he was using Java and he was trying to use a uh, a dictionary. Uh, it's not it's, a, it's called a map. Yeah, it's called a map in, in Java. Mm-hmm. And he tried... He was, uh, he was trying to put in a new, uh, a new entry but he used, I think he used add. Uh, so he did like something dot add that, which is not the, the correct way in Java to, to, to do it. Yeah. So I think that's sort of a tip off to, to the people who know. It's like, okay, you're supposed, like these are the stuff that you're supposed to know. Um, I mean, it's not, yeah. it's not a big deal, but it, it, you know, it, it yeah, kind of but picked, it's, you know, like it, yeah. if you're, if you're going to say, you know, you, 
probably should. I don't I don't think an interviewer, you know, if if you do that multiple times to an interview, an interviewer may be like like come like in his head he may be like, Come on. Yeah. But if, you know, if you say it one time and correct yourself, like don't sweat about it. Mm-hmm. But like just as long as you do know it and you're confident that you know it, yeah. it'll come across uh right, I think. Yeah, I think um those are stuff like that sort of tips off like objectively they're not a big deal, but it sort of plays with it's about impressions. Yeah, as it well. plays with the head of the into the head of the interviewers and be like, oh, yeah, you know. and the interviewers really split hairs over everything. Like, uh, like there's such a fine line between every applicant in a sense. Like, uh, yeah, I remember, I remember. Apparently, I got rejected from a company because they said I took like a couple of minutes too long to solve, and it wasn't even like a coding puzzle. It was like this riddle, and I just thought like, and they. I just thought like that's such a fine thing to like <laughs> decide over, but they they li- they literally like they have to decide over something. So yeah, yeah, and yeah, you, you should just you, you should just like know what you're doing, <laughs> know your stuff, basically. Uh, yeah. So I think my uh my suggestions would uh would be to do your homework on uh, on the particular language you're going to be using, know the intricacies uh in the language, yeah. right? How how do you prevent yeah, memory leaks and uh, that sort of stuff? Because like those are the stuff that actually can creep up in uh, in production systems, even for mm-hmm. for languages that have like um, uh, for example in Java you have garbage collection and all that stuff. But sometimes you know if you're not careful, you can still get uh, uh, memory leaks. And in time, if especially in a live system, it builds up. And in time, it can be quite costly to uh, to repair. Uh, when something bad happens, so uh, mm-hmm. definitely they are uh, careful uh, uh, in terms of trying not trying not to get people to write more uh, programs that can have leaks. So be like I would say, putting some time to know the basics or know the uh, ins and outs about the language, uh, and also the uh, the basics of computer science that is. Um, data structures and uh, algorithms definitely yeah no i for sure agree with you cool and like it's kind of an unrelated note but like i think it's always okay to ask um, oh yeah and ask before like oh how can i best prepare for this interview because mm-hmm. although you know these whiteboard questions are going to come up every time like like i said those language specific questions i got in c++ i asked the only the reason i was prepared and knew about them I mean, I probably would have been able to get the answer on the spot anyway, but the reason I knew was because I said before, I said, like, um, you know, thanks for arranging the interview for me. What um, should I prepare for? I just, yeah, like, how, how can I best prepare for this interview? Can you give me any insight into what questions might come up or what I'm going to be interviewed uh-huh. on? And she said, you know, like, standard algorithms and data structures and core computer science, um, but as the company uses primarily C++, There'll be some specific questions on C++. Yeah. Uh, so know some implementation specifics. Mm-hmm. And they another company I applied for that had the same kind of response, but also said, like, um, for example, learning modern C++ features. Um, and if you're familiar, I don't know if you are, but with stuff like smart pointers and interfaces oh, no. and stuff like that. <laughs> so, so like, the, you know, and, like, at the time, I didn't know what any of that was. I'd only ever, I never, I wouldn't have even said I was good at C at all. Then I only really knew, you know, how to use it in the scope of my uh, dissertation. Mm-hmm. But I looked it up and I studied it, and then I went to the interview, 
and then I knew it and that was kind of it, it went well the interview went well um, yeah and so yeah, yeah just definitely I'll always always be it's always okay to ask how to best repair mm-hmm. I think like that's and it shows you're also keen on the company yeah. and how you want to succeed yeah and uh my my last point would be uh trying uh as as if oh I, th- I think I've always said this in like each episode uh uh try to involve some other people as well so in in this case you can try uh the best way I I found to pre- uh to prep for interview technical interviews is to have a buddy and uh, and yeah. just mock interview each other. Yeah, 100% agree. Like there's nothing more valuable than somebody to mock the interview for yeah. you as a practice or just to give you like, you know, if an interview they'll often ask you to explain your thought mm-hmm. process because they don't necessarily expect you to arrive at the completed solution with everything worked out. No. Um in the time frame, they want to understand your your train of thought more so than they want you to get the whole solution. Yeah. And so, practicing with a friend, and you obviously yeah, have to re- return the favor, but uh, help to help you vocalize your thoughts and how you're tackling the problem because that's that's quite an important part. Of yeah, the I've actually developed this quite uh, this sort of routine that I use from time to time. Uh, uh, while I was at Google, I was uh, practicing with this uh, this guy called Scott and. And what we mm-hmm. did was we broke out three hours of our Thursday afternoon, and uh, it would be literally I interview him for an hour, and he interviewed me for an hour, and then we spent this the rest of the time just discussing what went well and what didn't, and what yeah. we should um like what each of us uh is good at and bad at. So um definitely yeah. have someone uh in in your position. Uh, to go with you into this i mean it's it's a it's a favor to them as well so uh i like if you can't find somebody uh uh with you to do to go over all of this i've done this with friends all over the world i've done this with people in taiwan uh with like 12 hours apart and so that that's not i mean you don't yeah. you don't always need to find someone like physically close to you uh yeah. so um definitely uh, try to find find a buddy and uh, mm-hmm. and just go. For, and also, it's good for solidarity stake. You don't. You're not like it. Yeah, you don't want to. You don't want to keep yourself up yeah, too much. I think that like, was the that was the guess. one of the biggest mistakes I made uh, in my initial. Pre- I also at the time I didn't know anybody. So, <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I mean, and you were also in a kind of a unique position. You know, there wouldn't have been many people in first year looking to do the same thing as you yeah as you were so, so it's not like you had a, a lot of choice or you could just you know you could walk up to someone and say hey <laughs> i know i don't really know you well but do you want to study for interviews with me they'd probably be like well i'm going to the pub tonight you know <laughs> yeah but i mean so, like um uh i think like if uh if you spend time to look for people you'll you'll always be able to find them it's it just may be a bit harder mm-hmm. uh in certain positions but um definitely it's worth worth putting yourself yeah, out there and definitely, definitely for sure and also it's a good way to to uh meet people uh, i've i've actually met a few friends like from this uh, uh so after i think it was yeah it was like the past after christmas last year uh i've already sort of settled in my in my uh in my job hunting but uh some of my friends 
are still going uh still working on it and they've got other friends uh that were doing the same as well so uh i was happy to help some of them to prep the interviews and uh got to know a couple of friends so yeah so that was yeah i think an added bonus it's a good social activity yeah it's a cool added bonus and also it's it's a lot nicer for me to do that at at the time because i wasn't i was already settled so (laughs) there was like absolutely zero zero pressure pressure. for me to to do that Uh, but um yeah even if you are in that sort of position uh having a having a a um uh um, a, it's not a colleague. It's having a it's having someone else to to go through that with you. Uh, it's yeah. Uh, but buddy is like like you, I like the word used buddy. Yeah, because I, nice I was in I was in America when they when they come up with this idea. So <laughs> that's the word they use. Uh, yeah. At the end of the episode, we always try to compile the talking points back to yeah. a list of essentials. So um, I think currently to get a new job to get like. To get a job is is especially your first job. It's definitely hard. You're going to hit a lot of bumps, and um, yeah, uh, I think having that expectation on you before you start is a good is a good thing that you don't get too disappointed or too frustrated on things. Yeah, don't get disheartened. Yeah. And um, realizing that, especially it's because it's your first job, you would have no. Uh, previous experiences or like very uh, little uh, uh, experiences going in so um, treat it as treat the whole interview process and all the thing as a as a learning pro as a learning experience to to get to know the industry get to know um, how actual programmers are like or uh, focus on the uh, focus a bit more on the people uh, and how they how they work how they uh, communicate, um, mm-hmm. and uh, lastly, I, I think I've always said this: just uh, you don't have to. No matter how hard it is, you don't always have to go through it by all by yourself. Try to have friends, have yeah. people. Uh, try to talk about it. I actually, blogged about this uh, as well on on my blog. Check it out. Uh, uh, so yeah, so definitely, um, have a have a um, uh. A buddy, or like some some sort of connection to others, uh, as you go through this process, because you because like as so now when we, when both of us look back on what ha- what has uh what have happened, so like each of us would be like, oh, you know, it is hard, but you know, I'm I'm yeah, I'm I'm it glad I in the end. got to go through all of that, and it turned out to be great. So like I I finally got now I've had the job yeah. uh, uh that I I'm excited about and uh things are you know they're not exactly how we planned it but it worked out as we uh hoped so yeah yeah now you hit you hit the nail on the head there i think especially with like surround yourself with or not surround yourself but yeah, find definitely. like-minded people help each other and like the rest the rest will follow mm-hmm. be enthusiastic and yeah um in terms of like the interview process i think it's not going to change anytime soon so just Get get good at it yeah. and get good at it with friends and it'll yeah. all work out. Uh, yeah, I think the last point I will mention is uh, um, there is a a certain amount of grinding uh, that's necessary. So yeah, uh, you know, once you once you have like I I've always felt this, especially when I'm prepping uh, with other stuff going on in my life. So like uh, having to work and also 
uh, or sometimes having to uh, study for projects and at the same time trying to prep for interviews it's hard and you'll get you'll get days when you just don't want to do it but uh, yeah um, definitely realize that uh, it, come, it it doesn't come easy and no uh, no jobs come easy and uh, you need to put in the sweat and uh, put in the effort and you know that kind of uh, yeah. gets me through most of the time so uh, yeah if you can't take it bitch about it uh, yeah. with your friends so that's <laughs> literally literally what I've done in my past yeah, year. I agree <laughs> uh, cool um, before yeah. we wrap up we'd like to go into this last section called pick and pot where if you've uh, seen any uh, good stuff uh, recently in your life or if there's something you want to uh, recommend to your audience or if there's just something you want to promote about yourself Alex do you have anything to, to say uh, not really anything to promote I mean it kind of ties into when you asked about the TV stuff if you're interested in like coding and maybe finding out a bit more about how it happens in industry that YouTube channel I think it's coding tech um, then look that up because they do like they do like they just like handpick um, uh, different talks from different developer events where you can just learn about different technologies and what work people are doing in industry and it might be might be something interesting to watch to see what actually happens and what jobs you might be interested in that's the only thing I would say okay. I would recommend yeah so Coding Tag uh, YouTube channel would be yeah. would be the recommendation uh, for me this week uh, truth be told I've been very busy this week and I haven't had much uh Sort of other stuff going on uh, personally, but I think if I can recommend anything, um, just drinking water. Just make sure, <laughs> make sure you drink water, yeah. especially in the morning. It's a good way to start your to refresh yourself. Yeah, and get to start your day. Up. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's, I'm literally phoning this one. I don't know what to say. Uh, it's actually fundamental to survival. Yet we still have to recommend it. Yeah, uh, and I think that's it. Uh, we actually went the uh, very much uh, beyond our uh, allocated uh, time, but whatever. Uh, yeah, sorry. I hope it's not nightmare to edit. Uh, it's off. It's fine. Uh, so yeah, uh, thanks, Alex, for coming on to the show. Uh, it's been great to talk to you. Thanks for having um, me. Yeah, we hope to get you back for a different topic at some point, and um, yeah. maybe we can extend, like talk, like go uh, do a part two of this topic yeah, or... especially if people have like questions about specifics yeah because we did we tried to cover we covered like a whole lot of stuff yeah and, and also it is a huge topic so yeah and also there's uh, a lot a lot that we didn't get to cover so if you have any like uh questions on the specific uh, specifics or stuff uh definitely let me know i'll try to link um the uh the stuff that we talked about like the websites and the books as i can um but yeah uh and with that it's the end of another episode if you have any suggestions on uh on the episode any comments on what we have talked about or if you just have any topic that we you want us to discuss or if you want to be on the show uh definitely reach out to me and with that said uh i'll see you guys in the next episode